With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What you need to know. 76ers guard Ben Simmons has been suspended for one game for conduct detrimental to the team after he was kicked out of practice earlier today by head coach Doc Rivers. I got to focus on our team, not what could happen. I got to focus on what's happening now. So right now I'm telling you, our team is focused. That's all I can do. I can't tell you 
if they're going to be focused in three weeks or not. Rivers ended up kicking Simmons out of practice after Simmons reportedly refused to participate in defensive drills. NBA's opening night is tonight. Bucks home to the Nets. Warriors are in L.A. to face the Lakers. Game three of the NLCS in an hour. Braves and Dodgers from L.A. Atlanta up 2-0. Red Sox up 2-1 on the Astros. Hosting game four in Boston in the ALCS on Fox Sports 1 at 8 Eastern. Browns running back Nick Chubb out Thursday against the Broncos. Cleveland placed running back Kareem Hunt on injured reserve. Titans corner Caleb Farley done for the season with a torn ACL. I'm Dan Beyer. All right. All right. All right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. This is America's longest-running afternoon drive sports radio show. Broadcasting live from the studios of Fox Sports Radio. Here's Doug Gottlieb. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Well, we got a 2.08 start time for the Dodgers and the Braves. Just a full disclosure, okay? Fully disclose. The idea that uh, Jason Stewart and John Ramos are going to be able to do their jobs while the Dodgers, in a must-win situation, are playing, you know, with no traffic, 20 minutes away, 25 minutes away. The idea that they'll be able to do their job Really hard to believe. You guys prepared for that? The third hour of the show, buyer, the third hour of the show, I'm going to need you to work the board, uh, <laughs> produce the guests. All right. I've done you, all those things. It's just been a while. I I, I know, but you're going to have to you're yeah. going to have to carry them, you know. It's, it's 30 it's, seconds. 30 it's, seconds, Doug. <laughs> it's one of those um it's one of those like quandaries, right? In this day and age, like, do I just lay off my phone and not pay attention and get home? But it's impossible to do that while doing a live broadcast. So, uh, we're pros. We'll handle. Well, this. The, the the good news is this, right? First pitch is two o eight, right? It's two o eight. So we hit break usually eleven or twelve. So you'll get a good portion of that first inning, right? So the bottom of the first and the and the second, like you may that's. That's our long segment right there, right? When buyers giving the update and you're booking a guest and getting all that stuff, or whatever. Uh, then you have the other up. Then you have another break, and then we're done at at three o'clock on the West Coast. So you got the rest of. And I know you guys don't have anything else to do post show. <laughs> it's funny. The best thing I always hear in sports radio is, "Man, I can't believe I get paid to watch sports." It's like. Yeah, but I also have to work, too, while I'm at it as well. My, my so. refrain to that is, yeah, and watching sports is work. It, it's, it's the other side of that coin. But how about, how about this? Um, 50 minutes, you say, Doug? 50 minutes gives the Dodgers a chance to leave 12 runners on base. So that would be cool. How many runners can be left on base in 50 minutes? Let's play the feud! Okay, here's what I want from you guys. Um, uh, Jay Stu, did you watch the game last night? I did. Okay. Byer, did you watch the game last night? Yes. Okay. Good football game, right? Like, um, of the other yes. things, Monday Night Football has been really good. Monday Night Football last week was good. It's good this week. Week before was Chargers Raiders. That was good. Uh, not as close, but still entertaining. Like, we've had good football. So, I think that's there, there's one good takeaway. And the Titans, obviously, coming from behind in the fourth quarter, end up getting the win. But I would, I would guess, and again, you guys tell me if I'm wrong, that, that in the pantheon of decisions okay fourth and one at the buffalo three yard line 22 seconds to go down three points 
and the Bills choose to go for it. In other words, saying like, hey, let's, all we got to do is get a yard, and then we're, but we're going for the win. We're not going for the tie. At the time, at the time, Dan Byer, did you think that was the right call? I would have kicked the field goal. Why? I just I, I, I know they don't, don't want to leave it up to a coin toss, but I just think if you kick the field goal, you force overtime, you win the coin toss, you've been moving up and down the field the entire game. You could just win the toss and end up you know, scoring and ending it that way. So I would okay. have kicked the field goal. Okay. Uh, what about you, um, Jason Stewart? I go for it. I don't want to give the ball to Derrick Henry in overtime. I don't even want to take the chance. And I have Josh Allen. I go for it. Uh, okay. It was an eight-play, 79-yard drive. And, um, um, you know, like, you know, again, the, the previous, play, previous drive for the Bills was a six-play drive. But both teams were putting together long drives. The Bills, the Bills uh, was it the three previous drives were nine, nine, six, and eight plays. Like, both teams were sustaining drives. Like, it was good, really good football. Okay, so... I know we're in this era of go for it, go for it, go for it. Coach is aggressive. He believes in it. Coach is aggressive. That's what we like. Fans like it. We all played Madden. You're like, Madden, you're like, eh, my own 29, go for it. Who cares, right? Well, like, what's the difference? I was going to give up a touchdown anyway. Just, just, I get the ball back quicker. But the idea is we're, we're in this kind of everybody's got to go for it era. I wouldn't have gone for it with the, with the Buffalo Bills. A little bit as what Dan Byer's talking about, just the reality of, hey, it's coin toss. And one, if you can hold him to a field goal, you're going to get the ball back. And two, if you get the ball, then the defense is tired. You can continue to wear him down. But the, if I were to tell you, if I were to ask you, line teams up in the parking lot, who's got the better team before the game, uh, the Titans or the Bills? Dan Byer, who would you pick? Buffalo. Okay. Uh, Jason Stewart, who would you pick? Yep, Buffalo. Uh, John Ramos, Buffalo Bills or Tennessee Titans, better the overall roster. Not even close. Right. So the idea is, okay, the idea is, and this is why traditionally teams with really good players play up-tempo, is the more snaps, the more likely you're going to make more play. You got better players than the other dude. You got better players. The, it just percentage of times in which you're going to win on a one-on-one matchup, win in a blocking, win in tackling, is we got better players. We should play more. So to me, for Buffalo, it was a really simple one. And you set your ego aside and you go like, hey, that defense is already tired. Could we go for it and essentially win the game or maybe kick a field goal? You know, we, we still don't get touched. Yeah, we could have. And I'm sure, I'm guessing that the play wasn't for a quarterback sneak. It was Josh Allen thinking he saw something and trying to do his inner Tom Brady. And like, hey, it's a little harder when you haven't been Tom Brady. You're not under center. He lines up under center. He runs to the left. He gets tackled. It was a great defensive play and a poor offensive play. But I'm guessing they wanted to roll him out to where he could throw it or run for it. It's only one yard. But the, the, the error to me is if you have the better team, the more you play, the more likely you are to win. Does that make sense? And I, I get you go like, well, our defense is tired. We're trying to tackle Derrick Henry. And yeah, okay. But they were sitting over there. Well, you had an eight-play sustained drive. Then you have a catch a breath. Then you have overtime. They would be a little bit fresher. And the flip side to it is you'd still have a better team. And, oh, yeah, by the way, if you get the ball back, they just had not, you just had a nine-play, a nine-play, a six-play, an eight-play drive that ended in a field goal. They're completely gassed. You can do whatever you want. Score a touchdown, kick a field goal, play in overtime. Byer, does that logic make sense? Uh, yes, very much so. 
Yeah. Uh, if, 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 it's, if it's close, if you're the underdog, that's different. If you're the team that doesn't have as good a talent and you score a touchdown late and you're like, mm, what do you guys think? You're like, let's just try and get steal a win and get out of here. But if you're the better team, yeah. kick the field goal, keep playing. The, the, the Bills are going to win the AFC East. Like that, yes. that, That's going to happen. That loss could cost them home field advantage. That loss could cost them the first round bye in you know the number one overall seed. Like it was there was there was a lot there. And to your point of of this NFL craze of going for it now and just hating field goals unless they're from fifty or sixty yards, just is I don't I don't understand it. And even then, Doug, if you're gonna go for it, to your point, the play call was one that you got stopped on earlier in the game on the goal line. Josh Allen got stuffed already on a quarterback sneak where he tried to go to the left side. Didn't work. And then this one, if you get the quarterback sneak, you use your final timeout, but how many more plays do you have? And what does Tennessee think you're going to do on fourth and short? I don't think that was I, – I'm, I don't know. I just Based upon their formation, I just didn't think that's what they wanted to do. They call, I, I could be wrong. They called a timeout. So, the, so it was fourth and short with a timeout. Like – you throw it in the end. That's when you throw it in the end zone. If you want to win, the Titans are sitting there saying, "Okay, they they just need inches for a, a you know a first down." Put as you said, put Allen, roll him out. Maybe he can get it with his legs. Maybe he can get it with his arms. But that play, that quarterback sneak, didn't even work earlier in the game. So why they thought it would in that situation, I don't know. And that's even, you know, that that is if if you're going to go for it, okay, fine. Don't necessarily run that play then. But yeah, that would. Kick the field goal. Here's Sean McDermott, head coach of the Bills. I felt good about our chances. Uh, I had a chance to win the game right there, and and we didn't get it done. You know, at the end of the day, I trust him, and uh, and I'll trust him again if we're in that situation again. So I'll take Josh Allen, um, as you said, Sal, ten times out of ten. So give them the credit; they made the play they had to make uh, when the game was on the line. Yeah, that, that to me translates into he audibleized into that. He saw something, and I trust him, and it didn't work. So. Man, Derrick Henry's a beast. Here's Mike Vrabel as head coach on Derrick Henry. We continue to, to, to jump on Derrick's back, and, and he's willing and, and able to carry us. It's something that, that you know that you have in your back pocket. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, coming up next, Sean McVay felt the need to say, um, to, say some, to, to apologize to a former player. To apologize to a former player. We'll, we'll take a deep dive into it upcoming next. But first, um, if you have a small business and I have one, you need to stop wasting your time on trips to the post office. You ever been to the post office? I mean, it's not the most miserable place on earth, but it's it's at least in the conversation of, God, do I, do I really have to be here? Stamps.com makes it easy to mail and ship right from your computer. You save time, you save money with Stamps.com. You send letters, packages for less with discounted rates from USPS, the Postal Service, and UPS. I mean, cut the confusion out of shipping. With Stamps.com, you have the new Rate Advisor tool. You can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best action, uh, the, the, the best option. Excuse me. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk. Okay? There's a promo code Doug. So go to Stamps.com, type in the promo code Doug. You get a special offer. I'm using it. You get four week trial plus free postage in a digital scale. No long term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Doug. That's stamps.com. Promo code is Doug. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. 
This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. So I, I we're at this rare, weird time, right? Where... Some things we've always had, right? Like we've always had players want more freedom, want better contracts, and yet want less accountability, right? And we've always had teams wanting more kind of control. These things haven't changed. Matter of fact, if you look at whether it was Wildcat, when Wildcat came to be, or even the offense, Lamar Jackson's running, like, look, a lot of the the RPO stuff is new-ish, and that changed, obviously, with the change for downfield blocking in college football, three yards, one yard in the NFL. But also, there's a lot of old to it. The option looks like that's as old as time. Direct snap to the quarterback. Like You guys know what the, the, the term quarterback it used to be called a halfback, fullback. Do you know what those, those terms come from? They come from the single wing offense. Right. Single wing formation. Okay. Um, the quarterback was quarter of the way back. The fullback was right. Like that's really what had happened. You had the fullback, the tailback or the halfback, the wingback. And you could snap it directly to one of the guys. There's, that's basically kind of the premise of what you do. Plus the, when you're running, whether it's spread or you're running zone read, like that's just option football out of a shotgun. There's a lot of veer concepts to it. These are old offenses that have been reconfigured to factor in the forward pass. So you're matching kind of spread offense, you know, and some of these other uh, shotgun offenses. And then, inside the tackle box with the quarterback, sometimes fullback and running back, you're basically running veer or running option. So those things are not new. They're not new. They're just, if you do it right, really hard to stop. And now you combine the fact that we have quarterbacks who can do all those things and throw the football. And you have the rules, which free up a lot more movement for wide receivers, you know, where you can't touch dudes. And you have some of these giant tight ends that can really move and really catch. And you have these new age offenses, which are really old age offenses, which is some new bells and whistles. Right. But what, what has changed in many ways is the mentality of players. Right. And I think, I think I know why Sean McVay said these. First, they're playing the lines this weekend. Jared Goff's coming back to LA. He was the number one overall pick. He led them to a Super Bowl. Here's Sean McVay when he responded to Jared Goff saying in the offseason that he was blindsided by the trade. Yes, I wish that there was better, clear communication. You don't want to catch guys off guard. You know, anytime that tough decisions and things like that where people are affected, 
You always want to be as understanding, as empathetic as possible. To say that it was perfectly handled on my end, I, I wouldn't be totally accurate in that, but uh, I'll never claim to be perfect, but I will try to learn from some things that I can do better and think that was one of them without a doubt. In other words, okay, in other words, hey, look, fellas, okay, <clears throat> I should have given them a heads up. And part of this is, this is Sean McVay 101, right? He always, he's almost always does it in a press conference where if they lose, it's his fault. If they win, it's the players doing it. The only time that really changed, honestly, was with Jared Goff. I mean, there was some times when she's like, we got to play better at the quarterback position. But I, I think it's interesting that, you know, the mentality of players now has changed so much. And some of it's cell phones. It just makes it much easier to communicate with people. Much easier. Some of it's cell phones. Hey, man, no, back in the day, you couldn't get a hold of me. Now, well, now you can just send me a text. Just heads up. We're in talks to trade you. Or we're going to move you, and let me ex- kind of explain why. Or just pick up the phone and call them. But I think a lot of it comes down to the, well, you want to call it the millennial player. It's like, you know, people went crazy when I said that uh, Andrew Luck, remember my, the, the tweet heard around the world that became in some ways bigger than Andrew Luck actually retiring was Andrew Luck retiring because rehab was too hard as the most millennial thing ever, right? And the idea is like, Brett Favre wouldn't miss a start. You know, oh, Ronnie Lott cut his finger off to play in a playoff game. Andrew Luck got hurt. And one of the times he got hurt, it was snowboarding. Like this wasn't a football injury. And had a lingering injury issue during training camp and decides eh, too much for me. I'm out that for football guy. That doesn't happen often. Football guys are usually a lot like boxers, right? They get carried out of their last, last fight. They get concussed. They get hurt. They can't run anymore. They, they just play until somebody's like, Hey, you can't play anymore. And that wasn't Andrew luck. He was in his age-wise prime, but he'd had enough. And I think he had enough because like, he's got other interests. He's got a lot of money, he's a smart guy. He's got all his faculties, had a family. I'm good. I'm out. That's a very 21st century idea. Football is not a 21st century game. It, in many ways, there's a lot of Neanderthal to it. That's why they push back against analytics. That's why people fight in the stands. That's why they bring back old offenses from the past. Right? It's football, right? John Gruden had struggled to evolve in the language of America because the language of football took a long time in locker room to evolve. Just did. It just did. So I, I look at it and I'm, I think to myself, and I'm again, I'm not saying it's okay. What John Gruden uh, emailed was okay. But I also think that it sounded, it really felt like a teenage boy from the 1980s talking to his friend. That's what it sounded like. You know, calling people the, the other F word, right? And making fun of people and all of those things, which you don't do anymore, which is part of the Sean McVay thing, is the days of not communicating kind of over. Kind of over. Chris Sims joins us. Of course, you see him on NBC Sports. Uh, I woke up to uh, to Pro Football Talk this morning. Does an incredible job knowing what's going on in the entire National Football League. 
Um, Chris, let, let's start with last night. I, I understand that we're in this go-for-it time in football. Yeah. But the Bills had the better team. They'd right. had drives of 9, 9, 6, and 8. So it stands to reason the Titans' defense pretty tired. Why not just kick the field goal and play in overtime? Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I hear you. I, it's one that I'm not going to get, like, you know, too, too upset about. I, I think there's enough logic here to kind of back up the Bills' point as, as far as going for it. First off, hey, you, you, you're going down with your best player. Let's just start with that. Josh Allen, quarterback sneak. He's 245. He's been incredible in all those situations really throughout his whole career. So I can understand that thought. I mean, I didn't love that play call. Don't get me wrong. Especially if you watch back the game, you'll see the Titans kind of squished down the offensive line or defensive line and, and were somewhat ready for it. But at the same time, too, I think you got to take into account, yeah, you're that close. They feel like they can get a yard. And I think McDermott, who said it right after the game, he was worried about his defense. You know, they were falling apart. Uh, you know, Derrick Henry and the run game were crushing them. The drive before that, Ryan Tannehill, uh, or the two drives before that, was kind of tearing them apart in the pass game, and the play-action pass game. So I think he was looking at it that way, too, as far as what – I don't know if my if, – if we don't win the game right here and we lose the toss on overtime, the, the Titans have a very good chance of going right down the field and scoring a touchdown on us and winning the game outright like that. So, again, yeah, I, I'm not in love with that call. I understand we can be Monday morning quarterback on it and all that, but it's not one that's going to upset me too much. No, I, but I, I do think that if you're Buffalo, every win counts and you're trying to get home field. You, you have a distinct home field advantage. Sure. The number yep. one seed is more important this year than it's ever been, you know. Plus, you know, you have the chance to play in snow and play at home. Like, I, I do think, you know, it, it really, really does matter. Well, yeah, of course, it, it does. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And they certainly weren't out there trying to lose the game, that's for sure. But, I, you know, I, again, there's other fourth downs I can look at across the league and go, I don't know why the hell they did that. That was stupid. That's stupid. This one, I, I understand everybody second-guessing it to a degree. But I don't think it's one that goes without logic here with what Dayball and, and Sean McDermott did. Okay, you're down there close. Your team, you know, the, you're, an, you're an offensive football team. They put a lot of pressure on you that way. Josh Allen is a phenomenal football player, if not the best player in the league. And your defense was kind of falling apart in the second half. And I, from, from those facts right there, I'm not going to second-guess it too hard. Um, can the Cowboys win even though their head coach can't seem to manage game-time clock situations? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yes, he's certainly not helping them out. You know, I, I well, listen. I thought one of the weird ones really was in at the end of the first half of the game. They, yep. they let the Patriots kneel on the ball with a minute and thirty seconds left. Uh, well, again, I mean, we went over this a few weeks ago. Patriots defense really didn't stop the Cowboys the whole first half. You know, the Patriots were plenty content going in that fourteen ten, winning the football game. They weren't going to try to add to that or mess anything up. You know, so I yeah, I don't understand it. I don't understand his logic at times. I really don't. Uh, but yes, they can win. You know, one thing I've said the last two days or the, over the last week at least on on PFT and my podcast is like, hey, that old adage of like defense wins championships. I don't think it holds as much water at this day and age in 2021. No, not when you have an offense like the Dallas Cowboys. The way the rules are set up, you know, an an offensive centric football team with just an average defense, can win the Super Bowl. We saw it two years ago from the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, they did it. So uh, I look at the Cowboys and go, 
they're borderline unstoppable. They really are. As creative and as physical they are in the run game, they got all the right plays and answers in the pass game. Dak Prescott's playing really good. And listen, like this is one thing I just took from the, the telecast, Doug, that I thought was kind of funny. Like when you hear Bill Belichick say things like, if we don't slow them down on first down, they'll score 45 points, and you're one of the five best defenses in football in New England, I think that tells you just in itself you know, how special that offense is, and they put a ton of pressure on whoever they're playing because you've got to keep pace with them. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, the Chiefs win 31-13, you know, 21 yeah. unanswered yeah. in the second half. But they're still in the first half. There's still the Pat Mahomes trying to make something out of nothing. Right. Still those t- and, you know, you, I, I get that they came from behind every game to win a Super Bowl, and it shows his brilliance, and he, he can do some things, and he's got some players that can help him. But how good are the Chiefs, honestly? Yeah, well, I mean, their offense is still special. I mean, the, the mistakes, you know, you look at the mistakes every week, and they're, they're self-inflicted. So I think that's the encouraging thing. It's not like you look at it and go, oh, man, they're really getting dominated and getting their butts whooped. Wow, wow, they're in real trouble. No, you said it, the Mahomes stupid throw, Tyree kill, the ball in two hands, pops up in the air, interception, second week in a row that happened. McCole Hardman, 20-yard reverse play, fumbles at the end of it. You know, when the Kansas City Chiefs were really rolling, Super Bowl gear, you know, and I know before the playoffs and the comebacks, but during that season, the year before that, when, of course, they lost to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game, part of their greatness was, and they got close to doing this the other day, is they get out on you 14 nothing, 17 nothing before the game, before you even get warmed up. And that was part of the strength of their team. Now, oh, okay, our defense is not that good, but your offense has to play a certain type of game that it's not comfortable with now because you're down and our offense has put pressure on you. They, ha- they haven't been able to get teams in that spot this whole season at no point, and that is because of the self-inflicted mistakes. The one thing that changed this week a little bit, Doug, watching them back, their defense kind of had more of a, we're just going to get in your face and we're going to blitz and we're going to put a lot of people at the line of scrimmage, and yeah, you might get a play here and there, but we're just going to try to overwhelm you at the line of scrimmage in the run game, the pass game, every now and then fake the blitz and drop out and trick you that way. But I thought that was the big difference from their defense and why they played better in the game. Watch out, you know. We'll see going forward. Kansas City, still dangerous, and in my eyes, still one of the better teams in the AFC, no doubt. They just got to clean some things up. Um, The Giants appear to not be trending in the right direction. If uh, they ask Chris Sims, what do you do, what's the answer? Well, you know, the thing that reared its ugly head again the other day is offensive line play. I mean, the offensive line got their butts whipped. I mean, just flat out. First play of the game, Leonard Floyd around the edge, strip sack fumble. Giants recovered it, thank God. I mean, but Daniel Jones was under pressure from the get-go with four and five band pressures. And then, yes, he gets strip sacked from behind. You know, when they're down, I believe at that point it was maybe 14-3. to Right, but he doesn't see it. It's blindside. So there's they got they got whooped up front, and I mean their their offensive line really gave them no chance to win the football game. Daniel Jones has not been horrible. He's not. You know their offense has shown signs of doing some special things this year. But when your offensive line is always the lesser of the two in the matchup versus the defensive line, it really handicaps them in a lot of ways. And their defense hung in there. 
But, you know, how long can they hang in there when the offense has a performance like that where they're basically off the field so quickly every time and they were, you know, in some short field situations? The Giants' defense is not overly talented. It's good talent, but I think it's really well coached. It just can't overcome teams like the Rams who are just more talented than them across the board. And that's the big thing I look at, especially when some of the receivers are hurt for the New York Giants. Saquon's hurt. They just they have no chance in games like that against the Rams. You know, yeah, okay, the Giants are well coached. Well, the Rams are well coached too, and they got a lot more Jimmys and Joes that are a lot better players than what the Giants got in their roster. And to me, that's what sticks out more than anything when I watch them. Um, it feels like we've given Tua enough time. I know a year and a half coming off a hip isn't a lot of time, right. but I just, I obviously the, the flirting with trading for Deshaun Watson is a real thing. Yeah. Are we, are we, are we ready to call it on Tua that it just, it's not going to work? I, I mean, I don't want to call it that it's not going to work. I, I don't want to say that, but like, I've been ready to call it to tell you, like, he's never going to reach, like, Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert level. That's not going to happen. There's just no way. You know, there's there's things about his game that he just can't do and he's not that good at. You know, and even if you look at the game the other day, I mean, you know, I I was sitting there watching it Sunday morning going, hey, Jacksonville, he's going to throw the ball over the middle to Gusecki. Don't you watch preseason football or the first game of the year? He's going to throw the ball over the middle to Jalen Waddell. You know, he's limited in his abilities to where he can stretch the field or make power throws inside and outside the numbers there. But their offense, he played good the other day, so I certainly don't want to bag on him right now. Their offense has issues. They're missing, you know, Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. That certainly hurts them. But you want to go, you know, so – so I, well, I guess what I'm saying is, listen, when you're one and five and you're getting to the point where you're going, wait, the playoffs are out of out of uh, realm of possibility here. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if the Deshaun Watson conversation struck up again and they try to start to go, let's just plan for the future. The hell with this year. It's over. Let's worry about 2022. I look at Miami and Philadelphia to both be in that situation where they could be, you know, quiet players here in the trade market for Deshaun Watson over the next few weeks. Um, Baker Mayfield's got dislocated one shoulder. That's his throwing shoulder. Yeah. His non-throwing shoulder. He's got a torn labrum. Uh, they're kind of a mess right now. Obviously, he's banged up with injuries. But how, how much is Baker a part of the problem? Well, the, the weeks before this were not good. I mean, and I know the Chargers game, they put up 42 points. But listen, I could sit here and we, you and I could watch film, and I could still show you eight or nine plays where I'd go, yeah, he got an eight-yard completion here. But there was a 30-yard completion to be had. And, you know, as we're seeing, everybody's moving the ball in the Chargers defense. So that's not an issue there. But, yeah, I mean, yesterday, the other day, without the run game, that Browns game, that Browns offense becomes a little ordinary. It's not a drop-back pass game, or he's not the type of quarterback where you can just go, oh, he's going to carry us now. Run game's not working. We can drop back 30 times this game with Baker. He'll put us on his shoulder and make plays. No. I mean – it wasn't horrible the other day, but, you know, of course the turnovers were horrible. You know, the, 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 the two turnovers down 14 nothing. that's when you want the first pick of the draft to kind of bring you back into the game, get you going. Instead, they were down 20 to nothing. Game got to 23-14. He, lose sight of, he loses sight of who's around him in the pocket again. Second strip sack fumble of the day. You know, so it's been that. It's a little bit all over the place since early in the year for – for Baker Mayfield uh, and the Cleveland Browns football team. And I just don't know what to think of them. 
it's a little disappointing. They're three and three, and they're one of the better rosters in football. But you know, yeah, they haven't had dependable quarterback play, and the defense has really been shredded by any offense that has any capabilities at all. And I think that's what's concerning. Um, how would you? How would you? Uh, how would you contextualize Lamar Jackson? Like. Some people get super offended when you're like, well, he's basically a running back who can really throw, um, but he is a great runner. He's like a running back, and he can throw. Like, isn't, I, I don't understand why that's an insult. I, I, don't, I don't either. I, I hear what you're saying. You know, but, but I will say, at heart, he's a quarterback. I do think that, and I do think he thinks that way to a degree. Now, is it like every quarterback we've ever seen? But what I, I would, listen, to me, I go, there's great athletes who play quarterback, and then there's quarterbacks who are great athletes. And to me, he's a quarterback who is arguably the greatest athlete we've ever seen to go along with it. But uh, the way he played the other day, I mean, yeah, a few of the runs, sure, great. They just absolutely kicked the crap out of the Chargers' D-line, Doug. And then I think the impressive thing off of that was, okay, the run game slowed down for a little bit. They, they took, tried to take shots downfield. And, and stressed the Chargers' defense out that way. And he was very patient and took the underneath throws. And with as consistent as he's throwing the ball right now, like, I, I, I'm going to hope that that, that, you know, that that story of, oh, Lamar can't beat you if the, pass, if the run game's not working, I think that's slowly dwindling away. You know, I, I do. I think it, you're, we're at the phase now where if you play too heavy of run defense, and commit all your eggs into that basket. I say it every week, and I write it in my notes. I sit there and go, no, Lamar and company will pick you apart if you go too long and on the run game. And that's to me where they're a little bit more dangerous than years past on the offensive side of the ball. Chris, you're the best, man. I know you're a hardworking man. We appreciate your time and talk to you soon. Thanks, Doug. Be good. Have a good week. Uh, All right, that's the one and only Chris Sims joining us. Of course, you can see him on football night in America. Wait till you hear the prediction that Skip Bayless made about the Lakers. That's next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? 
This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great, great day. We're about, um, what, T-minus... Is it 20 minutes from baseball? T-minus 20 minutes from Major League Baseball's first pitch at uh, Chavez Ravine. Um, I'm not sure I understand. Why is that game the early game? Can, can anybody, is it because Atlanta? Like, I don't really, can somebody help me on that? I, I honestly have no idea. I mean, I know this is a um, Michael Mulville uh uh, I think, sort of question. Yeah, I would think that probably has something to do with it. The TV networks of, uh, you know, maybe Fox Sports One gets the, you know, evening window at this point. That would be my guess for it. That whether hmm. the game was in Atlanta or LA, that this was going to be the time of this game. I know, but why not? Why not start the other one? The other one starts at what five something? So it's, you know, especially when this one gets done. I guess you could. I, I don't. Tomorrow it's flipped. Astros, Red Sox play early. Dodgers, Braves play late. So, 
probably wasn't terrible getting into Dodger Stadium, which is the hard part. Getting out is not. Can you imagine getting out of Dodger Stadium? It's like 5.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. There's, there's no way this game ends at 5.30. This is a 6.05-er. Okay, but 6.05. Sure. It's, not, it's still not good at 6.05. Sure. Right? There, There is no, like, I'm going to beat the traffic here. I'm going to beat the traffic. <laughs> and okay, there... you might get down the hill fast. For, for people who don't know, Chavez Ravine is up. It's a ravine that's up on the hill, a bluff, like, overlooking downtown L.A. And there are several freeways nearby. So, theoretically, you, like, you can get to the, the problem is, like, at that time of night, yeah, there's just nowhere you're you're... It's not good. And, there, and you can't say, well, at least I'm going against the traffic. Because when you get out of Dodger Stadium, you're right there. Every, everywhere, every direction is, you know, with the traffic and you're going to hit it. Yep. Yep. No question. Uh, let's get to what the Fox said. And now. <laughs> what does the Fox say? This is Skip Bayless. Undisputed is the TV show. Made this prediction about the Lakers season. I think GM LeBron James had a great offseason. And I think it got even better last night because they just jumped all over Avery Bradley. And they said, let's get that band back together, right? right? Yeah. So they, they brought back Avery Bradley after Golden State said no to him. Right. I, I love the firepower of this. I, I love the, the, the sort of magic of this. Sure. So there's going to be a lot of chemistry. There's going to be a lot of aura to it. There's going to be a lot of mystique to it. There's going to be marquee to it. I know our man Lil Wayne. Text me. He's taking his son to the game tonight because he can't wait for this because this is showtime. Yeah. This, this could be as big or bigger showtime than magic showtime. This, this is must see TV. Yeah. So it's hard for me to knock it in the regular season. And I believe that the the chemical imbalance in the Lakers won't really manifest itself until the postseason. So my prediction is that the, the Lakers will have the best record in the West and lose in the first round because that's when it will all fall apart. Huh. That's when it will all fall apart. They'll have the best record and lose in the first round. That's a weird prediction. I do think it's a good regular season team. I do think that's what Russell Westbrook helps them with. But the idea that they would lose in the first round, like you automatically know no matter who they play, they're going to lose in the first round. Yeah, that one I more than struggle with. More than struggle with. Um, yeah, that's not. Uh, that reminds me of the Suns last year, right? Where the Suns could have lost in the first round, only the Lakers had a bunch of injuries. I, I Look, I, I think the Lakers are good. I think they're the favorite in the West. Part of the reason they're the favorite in the West is currently – they're the healthiest. Now, obviously, that can change. And that's the big... There's two levels of fear with the roster they've created. One, I don't know who they who guards somebody. I'm not sure people are aware of how good defensively Caruso was and, to a lesser extent, Schroeder was to go along with him. Um, and then, you know, Contavious Caldwell-Pote would guard the best wing. And now he's gone. So now you have Malik Monk and, like, Russell Westbrook is not a great defensive player night in, night out. So I don't know how they, they stop anybody. And while their offense is good, there's still not a, there's not a ton of shooting. Um, and the, But the biggest problem is there's the age. And you, you have to concern yourself and be reasonable to worry that they'll have a major injury or a series of minor injuries because of the age of of their players like they just have older dudes and this is older dudes get hurt more often 
I don't think that's unreasonable for anybody to say or anybody to think. They just do. That's what the Fox said. Yes, Jason Stewart. Um, Skip just reminded us of something that not only are you spilling out of Dodger Stadium at 6 at night, but you're heading into Lakers traffic. (laughs) There's a game at the Staples at the same time. So that'll be fun. Yeah, that's good, good times. Like, look, that's the, that's part of the part. That's part of the deal there, right? It's part of the deal with, with uh, living in Los Angeles. There's a lot to do, but that means there's a lot going on. And sometimes there's this confluence. I mean, can you imagine if there's a Dodger game, a Laker game, and a Rams game? Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oi. But, you know, look, there's always something in that area. Dodger Stadium is right by the Hollywood Bowl, right by the Greek Amphitheater. There's probably a show at the Greek tonight, too. All right. Coming up next, um, Adam Silver was on national TV. It's obviously the tip-off of the NBA season again. It does feel like Groundhog Day, doesn't it? He addressed the Ben Simmons situation, and I thought it was fascinating. Wait to hear what the commissioner of the NBA had to say in regards to the possibility of putting in something into place so somebody can't do what Ben Simmons is doing. It's next on the Doug Gottlieb Show. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.